The Grow Your Group Show, Episode 7. Giving you the tools you need to recruit more people, raise more money, and change more lives. It's the Grow Your Group Show with your host, Mike Cooney. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Grow Your Group Show, and I am your host. You can find us online at facebook.com slash growyourgroup or mikecooney.net slash growyourgroup. If you like the show, and you really should like the show, Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play so you never miss an episode. And if you feel so inclined, please, please, please leave me a five-star review. Please, please, I thank you in advance. If there is any topic you'd like to hear covered in the show, or if you have questions or comments or concerns or whatever, please feel free to shoot me an email at info at mikecooney.net. I love to hear from you, and I have gotten some nice feedback from some previous shows, and that really does mean a lot. You can support the show by doing your Amazon shopping through our link at mikecooney.net slash Amazon or with a small donation at mikecooney.net slash Patreon. Please do consider supporting the show. Even a dollar a month will help me continue to help you. Today, I talked to my buddy, Matt Girada. Matt has worked as a professional scout for the Boy Scouts of America for 12 years. Uh, he began serving as a program specialist and summer camp director for the Boston Minuteman Council, and then moved up to Maine, where he worked with me at the Katahdin Area Council. He was a district executive and camp director there, and is currently serving as a district director in the Nashua Valley Council in the Lancaster, Massachusetts area. You can find everything we talked about today on the show notes page at mikecooney.net slash seven. So Matt and I had a great talk about Cub Scout recruiting. It was so great that we went on for about an hour. So we've split it up into two episodes. Uh, The first one is being released right now. The second one will come out tomorrow. And there is so much good stuff here. There's a lot of really nuts and bolts how to do Cub Scout recruiting, and I really think this is going to help you. And if you've done it before, it'll be a great reminder because there's so much good information here, and I hope you enjoy it. Matt Gerada, welcome to the show. Oh, hey, Mike. How's it going? Good, good, good. So let's get started. Today we're going to be talking fall recruiting, which is extremely important, and you are in charge of a fall recruiting campaign. I've been at this for a dozen years. So what is your main focus this time of year? Um, well, aside from, of course, I'll throw the quick pitch for popcorn, but Woo! yeah, the, the membership recruitment is <laughs> exactly <laughs> the, the, you know, membership is, uh, you know, the main, probably the more of the big things that any scouting council will, you know, put a lot of focus in, especially in the fall. Um, and it's, the whole idea is to basically enroll as many kids into the program as you possibly can you know, followed up with the possibility of, you know, enlisting as much of your parents or those new parents into the program as well, you know, getting everybody involved. Uh, replenish the kids that you've lost over the year or through chartering or the the parents or the then leaders or the, you know, scoutmaster, whoever that, that bowed out over the summertime and, you know, filling in those gaps. So that's That's pretty much how it should be for the next literally two months. So about how so when you're doing a joining night, about how long how much lead time do you need to get a joining night ready, would you say? Well, I think it comes down to a lot of experience. And and that varies from, you know, how each area kind of operates. You know, 
Uh, it's a little, it was a little different, you know, my, my time up in, uh, you know, Northern Maine to our time here as well. But there's still some overlapping uh, similarities. So you get those towns where, you know, the, the leaders don't really have all that experience. So that's where the, you know, the council office staff, the professional staff kind of pitch in. So we, we'll call the schools and, you know, make the appointments and, and things like that. And in other communities where the, the cub master, and we all know who those cub masters are or those, sure. you know, PACs are, they, they've got it all. They know it all. They they have all the connections. They know exactly where to put the flat, uh, the, the yard signs, and it's it, it runs like clockwork. And you don't have well, to do anything for them. Well, sort of. That's so sort, it, sort of when we go. You know, when when people talk about you know how, why do you want to know, know numbers from a council point mm-hmm. of view? It's where do I need to help? Exactly. Where do I exactly. need to spend my time? Where you know I'm I'm planning my day. Do I need to be in town A where they know what they're doing, or town B that really means well, but they're just getting started or they're struggling with something and they don't have that skill set? Exactly. Exactly. So so in the case, I have a pack up where I live in Winchester, Mass. Uh, the Cub Master there, he's one of those guys. He's a high functioning, you know, all about scouting. You you get to check out his uh, his pack page. He's all over his pack Facebook page. He's all over it. Um, as a matter of fact, just the other day, he kind of said, you know, Matt, I kind of don't think this year I want to do boy talks. You know, I think we're, we've got a good handle on things. And he's had a good handle on things for a number of years. You know, he consistently brings in, you know, for us, 20 to 25, sometimes 30 scouts for his pack in new, new scouts in the fall is pretty high. And he does that consistently. And, and, and that's great for us. Like you said, now I can kind of look to another community. One where the leadership might have just changed over or may have had that history of, you know, not being able to get through the doors um, or, you know, that city where, you know, no matter how hard you try, you still just can't get the uh, the message across, you know, and and, that, and that's what we'll do. We'll 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 pitch in and, and, and assist there whenever we, we can. So uh, we do have a couple towns like that, uh, you know, where we. You know, consistently do that. Uh, you know, we have, you know, towns like Gardner and Lemonster, which have a good number of scout units, uh, and, and they have strong scouting programs in both of them, but they're almost polar opposites in, in, in when we do the recruiting. Lemonster has a pretty good system. Uh, they do a good community program where they kind of pitch in together and then they kind of do a little bit of a sharing thing. And the schools are pretty open for us in, in, in you know, getting the information into, out to the, the families and, uh, you know, talking to them, doing the boy talks. And Gardner is almost on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, which is we have a hard time getting in there. We have a hard time getting flyers across. Uh, and, and it's, and it's, not always consistent. Sometimes there are some years that are better than the others, and and there are some years that are worse. So it's, but any in any regard, in any case, uh, we don't give up. We don't, yeah. you know, just say, you know, oh, we'll never get in there. And we we still do it. You know, yeah, we still make school, the calls, yeah. even if we get that no one more time. Yeah, well, school access is a crutch. I mean, you know, it's there are schools that have great access and don't recruit kids, and some and ones that don't have it. I mean, it's just one thing. You know, getting exactly. flyers in a school is yeah. one method. So we talk games and methods of scouting. You know, a uniform is one method. You know, a, school, yeah. a, a boy talk is are fantastic. And I did a whole episode on on boy talk, so you can I'll link to yeah. that. Good. But you know, they're extremely important. But it's just one method. You know, a flyer exactly. in a school is great, but it's one method. And you realize that how many of those flyers wind up? They find them in you know. 
January. Um, you know, they get to the bottom of that book bag and you're never going to see them again. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, you get the yeah. electronic flyers. How many of those actually get opened? You know, so it's it's every method you can use. And and that's what I, when we do our talks with our, you know, and our membership trainings uh, mm-hmm. or, you know, kickoffs, whatever you want to call it, we're, we try and, at least I tried to do this with our leaders is, is to let them know that there is no magic bullet that comes to recruiting. Okay. You're never going to find that one thing that solves all of your problems. You know what you're going to end up finding? You're going to find that 10 things, 10 silver bullets are going to solve some of your problems. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you got to do them consistently. Even, you know, one year, one thing may work better than the other. And the next year, that one thing may not work as well. Oh, yeah. But the idea is you consistently do all those things. So, like you said, when we going back to lead time, you know, uh, I try to tell people, you know, if you're if you're if you really know what you're doing, you, you know, you start your preparation for fall recruitment probably in like May June. You know, yeah. the idea is you know make those couple calls um, to to the principal and uh, or at least uh, whoever's in charge of getting that access. And yeah, every district, but, every school district you know, is different. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, but it's tough to do at that time because we all know, you know, the, those school districts are winding down for the summer. So, it, you know, getting, you know, any kind of message across or getting 15 minutes of, you know, either face or phone time is next to near impossible. But if you keep up and, and be persistent, you'll, you'll get that, you'll get that, uh, you know, time probably in August, mid-August as they're starting to wind up. And they may be setting their schedules at that point. So the idea there is, you know, you can never start too soon, but you can start too late. Oh yeah. You know. Oh, I mean, I, I roll. I'll roll my eyes. I can't tell you how many times uh, I've met a cub leader or a scoutmaster, and uh, oh, we don't start until mid-September. Yeah. Or I've had I've had a couple tell me in October, and and I'm and it's amazing to me that their packs are. Or troops are still operational. I mean, yeah. you know, we all know that the fall is crucial for any kind of student to, you know, set their personal schedule, or excuse me, having mom and dad set their personal schedule. Yeah, yeah. In this day and age, that by the time October rolls around, well, they're, they're already notes. set. Um, you know, they, you, yeah, you they've already made some, those commitments. Yeah, but that number goes yeah. down, and getting that, you know, yeah. And I think the thing that people don't get is the importance of getting that date to the council for about 20 different reasons. I mean, other than the simplest mm-hmm. one is how many people call the council office and say, my son is in, you know, Winchenden. When, when are they joining? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, you know, and, you know, and you can do Facebook promotion. Um, one of the things that I've been pushing, because one of my new jobs this year is I am the uh, sort of Facebook chair for a district and I am finding mm-hmm. every Facebook group I possibly can. And I am just seeding them with when the joining night is in your town. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. And that's the thing. And people don't realize that with Facebook is that, you know, if you put something on your page, the number of people who are going to see it is shockingly small. But if you get it in a yeah. group, um, you're going to target it, and that's going to get much bigger. Um, we did yeah. a thing on on Facebook, you know, a couple of episodes again. You can listen to, but really, if you're going to target, this is the time to do it. It, it. You're right. You're right. And and if you're going to use that kind of Facebook campaign, you got to have that person who's comfortable enough to be able to do that, and at the same time, who, the right person to, you know, almost. It's one thing if you got that 
random dad who's like, you know, hey, I'm Mike, and I'm joining all these groups. Yeah. I'm like, who the heck is this guy? Yeah. But if you got the PTO president or somebody oh, who's yeah. active on the PTO, and they're 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 jumping around on the other schools, and 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 you know, at least their names getting around a little bit. So there, that tends to give uh, a little more credence to the person who's doing oh, it. Oh, much more, yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. it's not necessary, but it definitely helps. The biggest reason that people don't join scouting, in my experience, is that nobody asked. Oh, exactly. I, so, I think you're right. And that's just on one that. way of asking. Um, and it, uh, it is. I, you know, and a flyer is not per se an ask. It helps. You'll get people who want to join, but. You need more. That personal, somebody asked, is huge. Well, I think the I think what a lot of parents and a lot of you know the leaders need to understand is that nobody is going to beat down your door to join scouting. That day and age, I think, has really been over. It's probably been over long before even I was in scouts, or when you were in scouts, Mike. I know we're about the same age. So, but the whole idea is that we have to go out there and get it. We have to work for yeah. it. You know, Boy Scouts. Yeah, you kind of have those Weebos crossovers, but. You still if your yeah. pack, yeah, if your pack is not strong enough to keep that rotating of number of kids going through, you still need to go out there. And I still think, you know, even Boy Scouts should be going out there and trying to do stuff. Because the second thing is, not only they're not beating down the door to come join you, they don't know that your door exists. Yeah. Because I, I, I've, I've, I've told this story. When I first joined the profession, I was living in Vermont. I, was, I had to move back down to Massachusetts, and my mom said, uh, hey, so what's uh, what's this new job? I said, uh, you know, I'm working for the Boy Scouts, Ma. She goes, they're still around? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 that, and I still – that resonates with me because as I go around the different towns, I still see that idea that nobody knows we're around. Yeah. In every town, even in towns where there's multiple troops, multiple packs, and they're out there. Yeah. Well, the thing is that, you know, you get your local Little League plays on the Little League field in the middle of town. And mm-hmm. if you're doing good Cub Scout program, a good Boy Scout program, other than parades, you are nowhere near the middle of town. You know, your really good program is happening in a mountain somewhere. And, um, and, so. and that's the thing. And that's the thing. Well, you, know, it, it, you know, you can pick on Boy Scouts because, they're, yeah, they're out in the woods, but not Cub Scouts. Cub Scouts are in those local churches or whatnot. Um, but the way you get your, you know, and I think it's kind of working. You know, I'll go, I'll go back, back to Winchin. And Winchin, like I said, this pack is pretty high functioning. So he's got it pretty down. He's got his recruiting program for something almost every week in September. Now, not yeah. all packs do that because they just can't. But these guys, and that's part of, but that's only part of his arsenal of things that he's doing. One of those things that he does do is he holds a scout day and does a bunch of activities out in the field on a day, you know, where we have a local YMCA with a big field, so he, yep. you know, he gets, you know, that secured. And we he brings in the troop, and he's got his pack, and then we actually have a venture crew there, too. So they're, they're there, and he invites the Girl Scouts. Nice. And it's just a free day of activities, and they have all their displays and all these fun things, and it's just like an all-morning thing on a Sunday morning. And he'll have anywhere between 100 to 200 people roll through there and just have a good time. And that's a way of giving back to the community. But it's that physical presence of being out there. I mean, they're consistently doing that. So when you or myself or anybody comes into town, should be able to go into the local store and say, "Who's? where's the scouts? Oh, they're up at the Legion. Well, the one thing that, I mean, you know, along that line, it wasn't where I was going to go next, but... Everybody knows that sign when you roll into town that has all the um, service clubs on it. 
Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's got rotary and when the Elks meet. Every, every scout troop should have one of those. Every pack should have a sign on that sign. You know, the Cub Scouts meet, mm-hmm. you know, Thursdays at, you know, 7, whenever. Um, so a couple of the cool events sort of like that is that uh, Pack 20 in Jewett City does a cool touch-a-truck. They started last year right in the middle mm-hmm. of town. They had, like, food. They had, it was, a, you know, sort of a carnival atmosphere. They, did, they drew, they got 45 kids. Yeah. Over the course of the day. One town over in Little Voluntown where they don't have 45 kids in town. Barely. Yeah. Um, they did uh, you know, one of those things like that. They had a bounce house. I brought my, you know, brought my three-year-old and they got 12, 15 kids in a much smaller town. And, you know, they actually had a historical reenactor. I, mean, I thought it was cool. You know, everyone's sort of launching off a cannon, um, which mm-hmm. now I can say I've seen a cannon at a Cub Scout recruiting event. But that's sort of, <laughs> you know, that event sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, you know, on recruiting is, and as we move forward, I mean, it isn't, you know, the people say it's a numbers game. It is a numbers game. It's a number Absolutely. of one. You know, every kid matters. Which kid would you say I don't want? We want every kid. So that's sort of the timeline of a recruiting thing. So, how, you know, we've talked a little bit on marketing, but I want to get into more yeah. specific marketing. How would you market your, you know, how units can market? Well, everything, everything we do in recruiting is, is all about marketing. It really is. It's about getting them from wherever they're at to your event. And not that I want to slightly train to go into the event. The events, you can do all sorts of things. You can, like I said, you can have that scout date. You can have a thing at a night. You can do it at the school. But everything is leading up to it. So we talked about briefly about news and Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. That's one. If you have a pack, you know, web page, that's two. Mm-hmm. Flyers in the school, that's three. Uh, if you're avid, you have a school marquee, you know, that's a fourth. Yep. Yard signs. That's another. That's a big thing I'm trying to push with our units. You know, let's get as many yard signs out. That's fine. And strategically on your yard signs. Oh, that's the yeah. I think strategic and as many as we can, you can afford to get. Yeah, you know, um, that, where you get the cost. It is. It yeah. is it's a bigger cost. People realize so, five dollars per one. So, yeah, exactly. And, and so with with yard signs, I mean, you can get the cheap mylar ones. I mean, that's what a lot of councils will do now. Yeah. That's what we do, and you know, we we're happy to provide that to our units. But if you're only going to get a handful, you do need to be strategic. So where do you put them? Near the school, anywhere there's a high traffic area. Yeah. Uh, I used when when I covered uh, Piscataway County, you know, that's kind of what I did. I used to get three, you know, for every school recruiting, and we keep them out there for about a good two weeks. But I always kept if I could get one on the school property, the one went on there, and then whatever street it was on, one on one end of the street and one on the other end of the street. I had one for a couple a couple years ago that I put on the school front lawn. They let me, and it lasted the whole year. And when I went, oh, I, yeah. replaced, I used the same bracket the next year, and I had a retirement ceremony for the sign. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, <laughs> behalf of a grateful council, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your service. Well, we, as you are, if, if the leaders are staying in the program a long time. Like I said, the, the guy in Winchin, he's been he's been hoarding his yard signs for a few years now. He's up to like 25 yard signs uh, that he's been able to just take in and hold on to. And what, he keeps it generic so that way they can continue using. You don't put 2017. You don't put the date on the event, I mean, on the yard signs. You just put some basic information on there. So that way, when somebody's driving by at 25 or 45 miles an hour, they yeah. can join Cub Scouts. The only thing they may remember is maybe the last four digits yeah, or t- the website. Font on there. Yeah, website, simple. People get, you know, you get six lines of text in a, you know, a two-inch area and at 40 miles an hour. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So 
and, and, and that's why, uh, at least on our, our yard signs, last year we put our council website. Now I'm, I'm starting to change over to the beascout.org, yep. you know, uh, tag. Now, especially now that they're using the online registration for applications, which yep. is another tool, which is another tool. The, the whole Beascout is another tool. And if nobody's actually using that, they should. They absolutely yeah. should because I really, I don't think it's going to overtake what we do traditionally. But it's going to definitely supplement, and I think in time it will be on par. But the the reason why things are tried and true is because they still work. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we're well, never going to get rid of paper. <laughs> well, and yeah, that's one of the things that you know that I don't think people realize, and depending on the size of the council, is how much the the effort goes into actually inputting one application. Mm-hmm. You're expecting you know your registrar to you know decipher all this stuff. Yeah. You know, this is a little bit off track or topic, but yeah, you, when you're doing applications, they got to be complete. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you need you need birthdays, you need adult birthdays, you need addresses, you need full legal names. You want to stay away from nicknames, right? Yeah. Yeah. The registrars, God love it, them. They get they get grumpy. <laughs> People they do. do. To them. Yeah, I mean, depending <laughs> they, on they yeah, it. yeah, if you you know, our our registrar is pretty cool. He's uh, he tends to be very accessible and very helpful. I mean, he's all over the place, but he's also very good with the with the applications. But it can whether it be the online application or the traditional applications, if they're not filled out right, it can completely throw your world upside down. Yeah, and it could start with your cubs to your adults. And in either one, you want to make sure that whatever they're getting dropped off, they are pristine. You know? Yeah. Because <laughs> if they're not, I, I mean, I, I tried, I mean, some councils will take them in and deal with it later. Uh, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum because I, I don't know about you, I don't like more work down the line. So yeah, it's easy it's... for me to actually take a look at the application then there and go, well, it's not pristine. I'm sorry. Go fix it. And, and actually go back and. <laughs> I always think that yeah. people, you know, roundtable is sort of the worst um, because people I had their roundtable mailbox and you're not with it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think people think if I get it into the mailbox and he doesn't see me, it's good. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't need a, yeah. you know, signatures or social security number or anything on there for the back. I can just, if it's in the box, I'm fine. Run away. Where it becomes a problem is when, when you know, in those situations, whether it be your mailbox or somebody else's mailbox or sitting on somebody's desk. When that paperwork is incomplete, and now it, you got through September, and the kid's doing stuff, and it's October, and he's got his Bobcat badge, and it's November, and now he's got a couple other things done. We can't process any of those advancements. Yeah, and, he's he, not and even more important, and just as important on the adult side, that's not a ba- that's a background check that hasn't been done. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's you know. Yeah. So these things are are important, and you know we get groups now that hold applications. You don't want to hold applications. I mean, one, it's technically fraud because these people think they're scouts, mm-hmm. and if they're not registered, they're not. Yeah. But it throws off so many things for the council, and, and really does drive that work down the road for that one poor registrar who's now going to get yeah. hammered at the end of a month. You know, most councils have that registrar who's there until the exact last second putting applications in. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, every council has uh, their last day of getting stuff done. So, and then it comes in with charters, and then through the renewal process. So, yeah, processing applications. For any registrar in any council office, I would say some, September through no, December is literally one big giant month, you know, uh, and, and it's nothing but paperwork. And you want to be nice to your and, registrar. We, you know, we knew what type of coffee she liked. Yeah. So, I mean, on top, so I know we kind of skipped over a few things, sure. but I mean, applications are key 
in the sense of getting them in on time. You know, uh, nothing drives me and us crazy, especially when, and every leader, not every leader does it, but I'm sure every pack has had this. They hold on to the applications. Yeah. You know, for whatever the reasons are. Okay. I hear them all over the place, but when they're arriving in November and I look at the the signed date of mom and dad and it says September 9th, that means they've been sitting on it for three months. It's one thing if, you know, if things are going awry in the sense of missing signature. Okay, you know, hey, mistakes happen. Three months of sitting, either you, we're not paying attention to what we're trying to do. And what do we do? We've hurt in the boy. You know, we've hurt yeah. the pack. We've, you know, council can recover from stuff like that, but you're just holding back and, and making more work for your, your scouts, really. So get those applications in. It's, Almost as soon as you possibly can. Another one, a big one that I, you know, I think it sort of gets overlooked, but is so huge, is just putting up posters and flyers in storefronts and post offices and laundromats and everywhere mom and dad goes during the day. Yeah, I, I mean, again, it, it comes back to that, you know, advertising, you know, having that presence. Uh, the yeah, one of the spots I've been trying to hit more now because they have those community boards, but they tend to be full, and mm-hmm. is, is the supermarket. Yeah, you know, uh, that's a high traffic area. Uh, I think that does t- tend to get overlooked from time to time. You know, sometimes if you get a real local one, I know for a little while uh, we, I, the, you know, like I said, Winston, we had a local supermarket until recently. Uh, that they were allowing the pack to actually put one of the posters not on their community board but on right on their front window, you yes. know, so that every time yeah, so every time they came by to the door they saw it. So it's not all of them will do that, and I'm sure your local Hannafords probably won't do, allow you to do something like that. But they do have a community board, and you know, if you can, they if they can give you the space, uh, please, I would I would definitely think it would be a good spot on that. Gas station is another one too. You know, any place where there's high traffic, you know, where people are congregating, uh, everyone thinks that, you know, it's got to be where the places where the kids go. Well, sure, I'm sure the, the local park is a great place to do it up there. But is everybody hitting that community if they if they have a community board there? Probably not. Well, you're not, and you're not just hitting parents, but think grandparents too. You know, it's it's one more, you know. Yeah. I know, I know my mom tells me about everything that goes on. No, that's a good point. I, yeah. I just want to want to segue onto that. Was sure. Everyone thinks we're recruiting kids. We're not. No. <laughs> Forget the, kids are easy. Go back to the boy talk, right? Oh yeah. Kids are easy. Yeah. Fire matches. You know, uh, bows and arrows, archery. Woo! Yay! Sign me up. We're recruiting mom and dad, yeah. not to be into the program. That's secondary, but to bring Johnny to the program. We have to convince mom and dad, or grandma and grandpa, or whoever yeah. is in charge of the youth. <laughs> That's who we are trying to recruit. And in this day and age, they want not only do you know do they want to make sure the kid are going to do a great program, but they're getting a good value out of it. Yeah. But more importantly, do they have the time to bring them to that program? Yeah. You know, is it going to be a safe program? Are they going to get something out of it? What are they going to get out of it? Well, I think I think they I think see I think in in scouts you know whether it be Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts you know I think everybody gets that part you know I think they understand that there's a value in the program. But it, I think it comes down to a lot of the time factor because, you know, everybody's getting over-programmed, you know, in the afternoon sure. with their kids. You know, it's got a homework class or homework thing and some other after-school program and then there's sports. And they want to make sure Johnny or Susie or whatever is getting a full experience in life. Yeah. So they're programmed right up until 8, 9 o'clock at night, I'm sure of it. And so when they're bringing them, 
is it going to be worth their time to travel? Yeah. And they will. If it's yeah. really good, they will travel. I'm sure you've met a, a couple, you know, that tra- traveled over an hour for for something. I mean, just here in, in, in Central Mass, I've, had, I've met a couple boys and their families who do. They travel 45 minutes from one town into another town that they used to be a part of. Like, they yep. don't even live in the town anymore. Oh, yeah. Yep. And because they value that program over the one that's local, they would travel to that. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't, I mean, I understand because they make connections, but in some cases, you know, 45 minutes, that's a long time here, in, you know, in, in, as far as you're on the road. But I, 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 met, I met a family, uh, again, that used to travel. You remember the trip up to Newport, Maine? Uh, yeah, 63. And, yeah, there, there was a, yeah, exactly. They were driving. I, I met a kid. He, he was driving an hour and a half to go to Newport every every week. Now, granted, they, are, they meet on for the troop, and then they met on Sunday night, so it was more convenient. But it, that still blew my mind. They were in, they were, they were driving out of Waldo County, and it was like, holy cow! That's you know, who, who wouldn't want to see Kelly Carter? So, um, <laughs> dude, Kelly's the man. I'll tell you that he is. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun group, I, you know. Yeah, but it's you know, but I think it's sort of like selling the program in ways that aren't obvious. You know, I think it's one thing to tell someone you're going to get character. It's something to tell someone a story. Of oh look at this what this kid actually did you know mm-hmm. we get kids you know they save lives and just but tell the story of it be able to have that story in your pocket you know there was a young man in Connecticut last year who I'm going to say thirteen fourteen dad was on the road that day he was home with his mom and his three sisters and the, overnight mom had left something on the stove because she was sick mm-hmm. and had taken some medicine and had left some food on the stove cooking and i mean i've done that um mm-hmm. more than once um and woke up to a, the house being on fire and he managed yeah. to get his whole family out of the house lowering them you know he, you know it was coming up the heating grates the fire was he burned his legs on it um mm-hmm. and managed to in the middle of uh middle of it he got he lowered them all down but there was no one to lower him down so he had to jump and wound up breaking his legs in the process, um, and managed. He got his Eagle Award. Um, yeah, in the wheelchair. Wow. Yeah, that's I mean that's amazing. the sort of. But the thing about that, like when you think about that story, is not that you don't expect it, but that you do. Mm-hmm. We expect that sort of thing from our kids. So this is where we're going to end part one, and we hope to have you back for part two tomorrow. See you then. Thank you for listening to the Grow Your Group Show. Visit MikeCooney.net to subscribe to the show for free, and we'll see you next time.